The Human Life Protection Act passes in the House. It now heads to the Senate. Former Governor and U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley announces her run for president. Pete Buttigieg is nowhere to be found as a train derails in Ohio. And Dave learns about William Thomas's burner account. That's all what? today on the Palmetto You're Family Matters show. And welcome in to Palmetto Family Matters, the fastest growing, strongest conservative talk show in South Carolina. We'll explain the reason for the difference. You're like, I don't recognize that tagline, Justin. Wait, I, we'll wait, tell you. Wait, we've we've changed the tag now. We've changed the tag because there's something coming shortly after oh, that Vision 24. Ooh. Um, that we'll let you know about at a later date. It's a big change. Um, this is this is. This is my last show for like over a week and a half, so let's make it a good Excuse one, guys. Me while you run off to the Holy Land, let's make it a good one, everyone. Okay. Dave Wilson, Mitch Hi, Prosser, I almost pointed to myself. <laughs> Justin Hall here He's with having you identity crisis on the show. Hey, you know, speaking what, of identity you, crisis, we'll get yes. to William Thomas later. Uh, but oh. first, oh, we hit the local news. Yes, yes. The Human Life Protection Act passed in the South Carolina House of Representatives. Uh, overwhelmingly, eighty-three thirty-one on the vote there in second reading. That bill now heads to the South Carolina Senate. If you remember, the South Carolina Senate passed their 2.0 version of the heartbeat bill just a week ago. That bill, bless you, (laughs) choked up, is now heading to the House. So, right? Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? Wait, is this not what happened almost exactly back last summer and fall? Yes, yeah. it is. Now, here's the important part of this. Did we get past Groundhog Day? No. Well, we're, 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 we're sort of past okay. it. We're, we're, we're rounding the corner. Uh, that didn't do too well. Punks it, a tawny fill, may or may not see yes. a shadow. So now the Human Life Protection Act goes to the Senate. Now, does the Senate even take it up? They've got to, first they, of all. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. Because have pretty good idea that but, but do, the heartbeat but, bill might but not be do, taken up But all. do they? But do they have to is the real question now. This is the place where I think political will comes into the into the fray here. Neither one of them has to do anything unless we as conservatives start Push. stepping up and pushing for pro-life legislation to actually get passed in the South Carolina legislature. Well, what I would tell what I would tell the folks at home and Mitch I think you would agree with this that looking at the Senate numbers from last year's debate on the Human Life Protection Act and how that went. There are several senators, not Democrats. Correct. All Democrats and then the one independent senator from Richland County. And and about <laughs> For those five, of you who could not see the eye roll because you're listening, there, there, it was there. there five or six conservatives, <clears throat> five or six Republicans, Republicans. who were sta- who who stood in the way last time. Correct. What can folks do and what do they know that we're going to be doing to make this a reality that it can pass the Senate. Well, there are multiple avenues of strategy uh, that we can employ. I I tell you what's best is to reach out to your senator uh, in a kind, respectful, and yet truthful manner. Be winsome. Grace, married to truth. I think we've said that before. Mm, We have. Uh, Let them know that you stand for life and you expect them to stand for life as well. 
Each of these six members ran on some sort of pro-life platform because they are Republican, and the Republican platform of the state of South Carolina is well, a pro-life platform. Well, the senator, the senator from the senator <clears throat> from Charleston, did not, and 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 she will gladly. T- By the way, I'm done. Sandy Sin will tell you that 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 pro-life stuff ain't in the Republican creed. It's in the entire Republican platform. No, 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 Dave. No, 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 no. She can be a Republican without being someone who stands for babies in the womb. She can do both. Well, I would tell her that it passed in second and third reading in a bipartisan fashion in an overwhelming supermajority in the state house. Thank you, Coach Hayes, for being a, uh, a Democrat from Dillon who voted for this bill. He is a Democrat who stands for life. There are a couple others that sometimes cross over, um, and we could talk about why he does what he does. Thank you, Coach, for doing this. Thank you for standing for life. We need, and we can say names if you want, we need those six members of the Senate, as this goes through Senate Medical Affairs, to start understanding what it means to stand on the Republican platform that they espouse. And by the way, we're a nonpartisan organization. We're a nonpartisan uh, talk show. We, we're not coming at you from a Republican or a Democratic platform, but they Definitely claim to be Republicans. Republicans, words are hard today. Correct. And they need to vote accordingly. <clears throat> this is the piece of pro-life legislation that can and will see the light of day, and they need to get on board. And it's up to you to reach out to them to make sure they get on board. Because as Dave has mentioned before in multiple appearances around the state, because we, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this out here. I mean, we're everywhere from Latta to Lee to Lexington. That's good. Ooh, very I like, nice. the, I like that one. I've been working, I've been working right. on those, trying to get the alliterations down. Sometimes I get bored from Bamberg to Barnwell to Batesburg. It, you know, Man, you work could, on it. We could go to Oconee to Okatee to Orangeburg. That's good. I'm not even going to try. That's good. Oh, I, just come with, on, I just stick with Bills and Bergs. Like oh, just oh, Greenville on, and Blacksburg man. and Spartanburg. So they don't know who you are if you don't know who they are. Correct. So, uh, we're we're going to be talking a lot more about this in the coming days and weeks ahead. Well, maybe they will in the next week or so. But we'll be talking about this more and more as, as time passes. This is such an important piece of legislation, Dave, that South Carolina right now is a 20-week abortion limit state. We're that's, a destination. I mean, I mean, that's not even a limit on abortion, y'all. 20 weeks? This is how these numbers break down. In your capital city of South Carolina, 30 Girls are killed in the capital city of South Carolina every single week. If that was a headline that was in the newspapers, there would be an uproar and every single media outlet in America, nationally, internationally, name it, would be here covering it. No different than what we saw with the Emanuel 9. But, But because these 30 girls who die every week, have yet to take their first breath, we consider that okay. Not to mention the 30 boys in the capital city of South Carolina that die every single week before they take their first breath. There are 1,100, an estimated 1,100 children aborted in South Carolina every single month. Yeah, It works out to over 12,000 a year. 
Am I right on that? Yeah, you're looking closer to 13000 a year. Yeah. Because South Carolina, with our law now, is becoming a place that people will flock to mm-hmm. to come here for an abortion. Yeah. If I'm sure. doing the math, is that twelve or twelve or 1300 versus 1000 well, if you no, extrapolate that out over 1100 a month. 1100 a month. Oh, I'm sorry. Times 12 yeah. months. No, you're right. That's, That's why I was a little confused. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. We're not good at math. What? Yeah. Except don't for do, electoral math. Don't we know do, that one. Don't yeah. do math on live radio or television or, or talk shows. shows. Just don't do don't that. Don't do it. I have one final point on this. And and, and and by the way, as a as a Christian organization, we want to offer our prayers to those in Mich- at Michigan State yeah. who were yeah. tragically affected by the shooting there by a gentleman who had no connection to the university whatsoever should have been in jail for a previous gun crime that he committed, and he wasn't because we have slack DAs across the, across the country. That's to a whole that other point, episode. That's a whole other episode <clears throat> in and of itself. But I want to make this point, and I want to make this point without diminishing what's happened there. Dave, you mentioned the 30 girls killed. If, if, if we get a story that 60 children are killed wherever with a gun, what's the natural move? We need to restrict guns. Yeah. But if 60 babies are killed, well, that's just women's health care. Right. We call, we call that freedom. reproductive freedom. Reproductive freedom, killing the thing that you're reproducing. It's weird. So we'll continue to track the HLPA as it <clears throat> moves into the uh, Senate. Let's just let's put this into context for you. I just want to read you this little piece. The Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting occurred December 14th, 2012 in Newtown, Connecticut where 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot and killed 26 people. Mm -hmm. 20 of the victims were children between 6 and 7 years old, and the other six were adult staff members. Here's the thing about that. We have laws based upon what happened at Sandy Hook. Yeah, correct. And yet we consider it perfectly fine to say that the life of a child who has yet to take a first breath is meaningless. Mm-hmm. It's it's absurd, <clears throat> and and quite frankly, it's hypocritical and evil. And then you know, as as we start talking about this, and for those of you who want to to throw rotten tomatoes on social media, please find something else to do. Like that's a real waste of your time. I'm not going to actually use the word that was used about us in talking about the issue that we're going to be talking about oh, because yes. because if you're a, a um if you're a, person who believes in the right to life, you're a dumb uh, donkey. And so in that particular case, hee-haw, hee-haw, you know, I I, I hope your mom was too. Yeah. You shouldn't talk about your mom that way because you're here because your mama believed in and wanted to support your life. (laughs) So it's time for us to stop. As you can tell, this is now, we're going to step it up a level here at Palmetto Family because it's time to be done. President Ronald Reagan once said, it's interesting that all the people who are pro-abortion are already alive. Speaking of presidents, Mm. Dave and I were down in the uh, holy city, Charleston, South Carolina. Is is there something happening there on March the 18th? There's something happening on March the 18th, and we're going to roll into that right oh, after okay, this. Okay, okay. Just a little that's, tease. That's a little tease there for you. Although you, although you, all know, the time. you, oh, know, you know what it is. Such a tease. You do. Former South Carolina governor and U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, we'll get to the name in a second, announced officially her run for president of these United States of America. Dave, you and I were there. Right. I will say, in person, speech landed 
beautifully. There were a couple times you and I looked at each other. It was like just just golf shots. Electric. Teed up. Hundreds. There were more people there than there were at the state house for the former president. She was able to knife her way through the speech, kind of laying out a little bit of what she's looking to do as a presidential candidate. Sets herself apart from the current president. Sets herself apart from the former president as well. Right. Laid out an economic agenda. She touts the the successes of her time as governor here while mixing in the foreign policy from UN ambassadorship in a general election and certainly in a primary Americans aren't voting based on foreign policy. It's too big. It's not immediate. People care about, can you lower my grocery prices? Can you lower my gas prices? Can you keep me safe at home? That's what they care about. I mean, it's the economy stupid. And right now it's keeping me safe. Idiot. Like those are the, those are the things I came up with that myself. I was like, copyright. We're going there now. Copy, copyright. Yes. TM. Um, that's a trademark. It's a s- salty Friday. So <laughs> at least I thought blo- she did okay. a good job. At least the blowers are not blowing outside. That's true. Because it's raining that's in the capital raining. city of South Carolina at 10.04 a.m. On February 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. We are time stamping this because news is always breaking. But here we just sprain it. Here is here's where Nikki Haley really went strong. And this is yeah. when I looked over at you. Yes, I remember went, this. I, I literally looked at Dave and went, wow. And it wasn't because the sun was beating down on my head and giving me a sunburn on my forehead. I hear your only hair on is the, thinning. Wait, only on the left side only of Only on the left side of my head. Don't get me started. <laughs> I hear your hair is thinning. I've heard that too. Okay. From multiple says, people. Says pot so, and kettle. Don't so, talk. Don't so, talk, Mitch. So here is what the former governor Former uh, ambassador probably is what I should start calling her because governor is a little bit dated at this point. It's been seven years. Since She'd she was prefer governor. you call her Madam, Madam President. President. Here is what Nikki Haley said about mental competency for those holding the office in the White House. In the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire. <laughs> We'll have term limits for Congress. And mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. Paging Joe Cunningham. She, Paging Joe Cunningham. So it's interesting because she's not a lot like Joe Cunningham on Wednesday. The big thing here is, Dave, she gave, she didn't just come up with 75. There's no. a reason. The current president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. the third. Corn pop sworn enemy. Corn pop sworn enemy, <laughs> president houseplant. Because he's just there to cover the water stain that he probably made himself. Not he's eighty. That locks on. Right. Okay. He's eighty. Two. Yes. Why would why he would eight? she he why would she say seventy five? Because the forty fifth president who's running for president is seventy six. Right. I was about to ask Siri how old Donald Trump is. 76. He would go. be 78 okay. going into office should he win the election in 2024, which would mean he'd be 82 at the end of the final term he could have. Because Donald J. Trump can only serve constitutionally as president of the United States. Let me just overthrow that thing. For four years. That is it. You can only serve. Stop it. You can only serve <laughs> two terms. i this coffee. Gracious. And they do not have to be concurrent, but he is term limited. There's something about the the second term of any of any executive like this. You see it with governors sometimes. You see it with presidents. They get into that second term, and you almost start as the lame duck. 
In, yeah. But but it is it is in the la- especially in the last two years. I think any way you look at it right now, we need it, 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 it's the need for a fresh le- le- level. Let me talk today. A new generation. A new generation of leadership. That's what she touted. Oh. Now now you say lame duck. I remember a president saying, "Well, I'm going to have uh, after the election, I'll, I'll have a bit more flexibility. And I'll work with you." So we'll see how her campaign. Fo- Here's what's interesting. I hear. And I don't watch it, so I just hear it from people. CNN, MSNBC, Young Turks, whomever, tell me that Donald Trump is evil and racist and bad. He's Hitler 2.0. He's going to overthrow the Constitution. He's going to overthrow American democracy, and we will cease to exist. And he is bad, and Republicans need to coalesce around someone new. Nikki Haley announces her run for governor, run for president, run for governor, <laughs> paging 2010, and suddenly Nikki Haley is Donald Trump. Wait, I'm confused. I thought that she, uh, wait, you wanted someone, you want someone new. Nikki Haley's big pitch is that she is the daughter of American, Im- of Indian immigrants to America, grew up in Bamberg, South Carolina. I was she, there last night. She was not, <laughs> and, and this is her town. line, this is her line. We weren't white, we weren't black. She said, I'm a brown girl who didn't know whether she, didn't know whether she was white or black and didn't fit in anywhere. And her, and her dad was pulled over multiple times just for wearing the turban. Whole deal. Nikki Haley is experienced in what it means to be a minority in the in the United States of America. And shockingly, she helped run her parents' business. She then won a house race here. She became governor. She became ambassador to the UN. Now she's running for president. And she made the claim, this is all to prove to you that America is not a racist country. Well, you know, that really angered some people on the left. Imagine that. Specifically, Whoopi Goldberg. What's interesting about that is Whoopi Goldberg's actual last name is not Goldberg. Cultural appropriation much. Also, Whoopi Goldberg said that Hitler isn't a racist because Jews are just white people. But she has a problem with Nikki Haley saying that the country isn't racist. I hate to subject you to this, but this is what Whoopi Goldberg said just days ago on The View. You know, since you have been asleep all this time and you just woke up, (laughs) you're just finding out that there are things about our country that are not perfect. And for us to pretend that it is and that nothing happened is ridiculous. So you're not saying anything new. And you of all people should know better because you used to actually have some sanity and knew right from wrong. And then you lost your mind and, and went in some new direction. So don't do what Whoopi Goldberg's talking about here, if I may, let me just break down just her statement her for you. Let's call her Karen. So here's what Karen's saying, Maybe and that's Corinne. because her actual name. No, Corinne, don't you dare. Don't do there. Don't, don't you dare. Do that. Don't you dare. Stop that. We'll call Mid- her Karen. Mid- don't Mid- Karen take, would you turn off his take, mic, please? He's don't saying you take the said. name of the greatest press secretary ever in vain. They, like they do in Canadian. Oh, I was just trying to pronounce her name. Anyway, Karen. Let me look Karen at you, Johnson. Karen. Karen Mid- Johnson. Johnson? Karen Johnson says that Nikki Haley used to know right from wrong. I'm guessing she's referencing when Nikki Haley, uh, after the Mother Emanuel shooting, uh, led the effort to bring the state, uh, the Confederate flag off the state house grounds. I'm assuming that's what she's talking about. But do you, I think I know, I think I know the point she's talking about where she went sideways and went crazy. That's probably when she served under <clears throat> Donald Trump's administration. Your wagon to Donald well, Trump, and yes. that's the problem that we have right now is that anybody on the left who is wanting their best to try to control the narrative 
if you have anything to do with Trump, you have anything to do with Fox News, you have anything to do with conservative media, then you are blackballed. I heard a very interesting uh, podcast that Tulsi Gabbard did with the president, former president of marketing, marketing for Nike, mm-hmm. oh. and was talking exactly on this very topic. And, and and Tulsi did a great job with that because she basically said, you know, if you are not part of the woke culture, then you are ostracized. Yep. I mean, you might as well have leprosy back in the days of the Bible and walk around unclean, unclean, unclean because. Yeah, right. They'll label you that way, and you are out. Well, and you know, I haven't watched Sister Act or Sister Act 2 in a very long time. I used to love those movies. Um, Love them. I mean, they're really good movies. Dolores Van Cartier, (laughs) tip-top shape. Y'all have to look it up. Listen, when they sing uh, Oh Happy Day, yeah, and that little kid hits the note. By the way, um, Governor McMaster's daughter sang that at the Carolining. Um, Did an outstanding job. Did an outstanding job. So... Karen Johnson's not the only person to lose her mind over Nikki Haley. We played the clip of Nikki talking about um, Madam Ambassador. Oh, dear. Talking about uh, mental competency tests for people over 75. At one point, she said that our country isn't past its prime. It's just that our leaders are past theirs. To which Dave and I both went, ooh. We were basically having a, a, a show recording <laughs> in the crowd. It was, it was very funny because we're over on the side and we're watching all this and it, it was, you never get to see the fun show prep that we do because it becomes these text messages back and forth the night before. Hey, here's the rundown. Oh, how like this? Or, you know, then we get in here and we run through everything so that we can bring you, what's our new tagline now? The strongest, strongest most conservative talk show in fastest growing talk show in the state of South it's Carolina. Somebody clunky. write, can we we'll write get that it. I'm going to put it in a card right here. As we look at it though, here's the thing about it. The reason that we have these conversations and and you listen to this podcast. Oh, sorry, you listen to this show. There yeah, you drop go. the podcast part. Yeah, see, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time. Is because we talk about these things and we try to help you understand yep. what's going on in the background. You know, when when we're having these conversations, listening to Nikki Haley at her presidential announcement, mm-hmm. you begin to see is this gonna get covered? Is this line gonna be discussed? Because if you weren't there and you weren't a part of it, you don't get the whole picture because the media is not necessarily handing you the whole picture. She's in right. her prime. She is in her prime. Uh, 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 uh. She's in the prime uh, 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 uh. of she's How old? A, All right, we don't discuss women's ages on this show. Prime of her life. But I will let Wait, you know all right, yeah. that the former ambassador is 51 years old. You there is 50 no, years, 51 years there, young. There is nothing wrong with 51. That's there true. is nothing wrong, he gentlemen. Says, Others says, of us are with, in our prime. 51. I'd like everybody, that. I'd like the team to remain together, please. There's nothing wrong oh, with 51. No. The reason I say that Soon to be is because she's 51. <laughs> and uh, whenever I need a hard analysis of a topic, yeah. I turn to CNN. More specifically... I turned turn to Don Lamont because there's no person more equipped to talk to me about a woman's prime than a gay man. And more specifically, <laughs> a man who's been demoted multiple times because he can't fill hey, the advertising guys in a primetime slot. Listen, the, mor- the morning show is a great show. It, oh, no, it listen, is. It is. A great, it is the slot If that you're you in want your prime have. and you're looking for a leg up, maybe say primetime. 
Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's not Deion Sanders. He's here's not primetime anymore. Here's the thing, though. Now he's wedged between Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins, three people who do not like each other. Loathe may be a they better word for it. They do not like each other. And they like each other less after this. Don Lamont telling us why it shouldn't come. Nikki Haley should not be talking about people being past their prime because she's a woman. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another decade. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, well, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, childbearing? Or are you don't talking shoot about the message prime I'm just saying president. what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying, <laughs> she just said, Google he it. He said, Google it. Well, now I, I know what the show prep is at CNN. We just Google it. Just Here's throw the stuff thing. out on There's Google. There's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Journalisming at its finest. He said. He says that women are past their prime after 40. Now, again, is he talking about, like, childbearing prime? Is he talking about political prime? Because for women, what it's worth, 51 is very young in politics, yeah. considering our president is 80. Women are not past their prime. At any age. At any age. But he then had Hillary Clinton on later on the show. Come on. Here's the thing. Young, really quick. Women are fresh. past their prime. Nikki Haley's past her prime at 51. Don Lamont, have you asked Kamala how old she is? She's 58. And she was never <laughs> in her prime. So, that's the that's the do, fun. Do you, do you have his his <laughs> attempt at an I apology? I regret it. I regret it. No, I refer the reference Whoops. I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful, inartful, and what? irrelevant. How is it irrelevant? As colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. That is the most non-apologetic apology. Cover my rear end statement i have i mean that is the that is okay from a guy who used to work in public relations and yeah. in journalism that is the worst cover your butt i have ever read whoever wrote that for you don you really ought to fire them because that was pathetic um but okay. he failed to even mention the gop presidential candidate's name or the word sorry he also <laughs> wait wait he goes on he goes on this is good a woman's age doesn't define either her either personally or professionally, I have countless women in my life who prove that There's every that day. There's that line. <laughs> I'm not racist. I have a black friend. So, <laughs> and that's what he's doing. And by the way, if a conservative, if Rush Limbaugh had mentioned that oh, Kamala dear. Harris was past her prime. Of course, he'd get away with it. He'd he get away with care. it because he was behind the golden microphone. E-I-B. But there would, be, there would be a wave of cancel culture coming his way. But because Don Lamont is both... Black and gay, we're just going to move on from it his because he can say no wrong because, because his intersectionality quotient is higher. And so, because your intersectionality quotient is higher, you can actually say insulting things and not get fired. Anything you want, sure. Anything you want. Diversity, equity, man, and inclusion. But if you're a white man and a Christian or a conservative, and you fit into any of those categories, nope. Too bad your IQ's not high enough. Really quickly, that would before be we... that would be your intersectionality quote, and not how right. smart you actually are. Then again, they may not be inextricably mm. linked in the opposite mm. direction. Correct. Yeah. So before we get okay. to the train derailment in Ohio, we're going to have uh, fast. 
paced lightning round here soon. Ooh. We got a we got a train derailment in Ohio. We got John Fetterman checking himself into the hospital. We've got William Thomas having a burner account on Instagram. What? We're gonna get to we're gonna get yeah. to all of that He's in just got a, a burner second. Account? We're gonna get to all of that in just a second. Wait, but just, first, wait, are you throwing this one cold at me first. later? Yes, I am. That is but, cold. But first, yes, a word. From our friends at Vision 24 Forum. See what I did there? That's us, though. Vision 24... <laughs> he has multiple personalities. ...is coming to... Uh, is, Vision 24 Forum is coming to North Charleston's Convention Center on Saturday, March the 18th. Doors will open at noon, and we will go until they turn the lights out on us because I'm telling you, the lineup card is filling out beautifully. Six confirmed got, guests. Got a... Uh, More coming. Next week. Stay tuned on Monday. Monday, you are. Uh, I, I think there are a few. I think it's going to be a really interesting time because there are. I got a text message from one of our uh, one of the folks who's going to be there, a rising conservative convert, convert. convert. I like that voice. A conservative convert. I like that. I like that. I think she's, in America. I think they've always been conservative. So close. I will just tell you this. Maybe I did it on purpose. On Who Monday, knows? on Monday, we will say aloha. You can get your tickets at palmettofamily.org. Tickets are going fast. You might want to get into the VIP Hurry. section. Hurry. Uh, tickets are going fast. We're going to have some cool merch dropping for the event as well. It's going to be an awesome time. Saturday, March 18th. One to five is the event time. Doors open at noon. You're going to want to get there early, get your seat, and strap in for an awesome time as we cast the conservative vision ahead of the race to the White House in 2024. As you've already seen, I can give you these names. Senators Tim Scott and Marsha Blackburn will be in attendance as well as presidential candidate Nikki Haley. She will be casting her vision for 2024 as well. So make sure to get your tickets, palmettofamily.org. Get those today. They are going fast. If you want to help sponsor the event, and we encourage you to do so if you're a business owner or someone who wants to help put this event on and help make it a great day in South Carolina. See what I did there? You can do that as well. You can email us, email at palmettofamily.org. We'd be glad to talk with you about all the different ways that you can partner with us for the Vision 24 Forum. Now, I don't know why I said that so loud. It was a He's great excited. it was a great transition. Yeah. Well, it was a hard stop turn. Ohio had a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, which by the way, weird omen for me that I'm seeing Palestine on my television. Anyway, East Palestine train derailment. Right. This train derails and it's carrying a very very toxic chemical that was actually used as a weapon during the First World War. There's a spill and the folks in charge decided, you know what? We should blow up the train car right. holding it. Right. Creates a big plat. I mean, it looks like a little Chernobyl. And now we have chemicals spilling into the creeks. <clears throat> People aren't feeling safe enough to go home. Uh, they do a. Uh, I, I heard a story about this one woman who they came in and did a did a reading in her house and it read normal. And then, and then the she said, "Wait!" She by. said, "Wait for the trains to drive by." The train, another train drives by. They do a reading, jumped up sixty, like insanely unsafe for her and her small child. Where's the? Where's the? I'm not a person who says the government should solve every problem, but I do believe the government is there for the. Uh, welfare of its people maybe they're out on paternity leave and the personal prosperity of its people what i do find interesting is that the secretary of transportation what's his name pete, pete. mayor pete mayor, mayor pete, pete Buttigieg, who couldn't fill a pothole in south bend indiana 
hasn't spoken on this but once. This, by the way, happened on February 6th. It's February 17th. Senator J.D. Vance, there's a video circulating on social media of him running a stick through the water. If you've ever had, a, if your car's ever had an oil leak and then it rains and you see the chemical rainbow, yeah, all in the creek beds. All in the creek beds. And again, water flows into the ground. Chickens are dying. Animals are dying. Mass, this massive chemical. I, mean, I, I saw there was a, a shot that was taken. I don't think it was from a weather balloon, but it was something in the upper atmosphere. Above <laughs> hundreds of balloons. Wait, we didn't above, shoot it down? Above Maybe the a clouds, hobby balloon? Above the clouds. The, the black cloud from the derailment was so pervasive, it cut through storm clouds, and you could easily see it. Yes. Wow. From space. Uh, tens of thousands of of miles, well, tens of feet above. above. Which, that is, that's probably. That is a definite issue, and it's not the only one that went on. There no. are other places where we're having these we had, a train, we had a train derailment here back in Graniteville. back in the 2000s down in Graniteville. Same, same company. By the way, really Norfolk National, Southern, Norfolk Southern, same ones. Fascinating. Same ones. Now, I'm not going to get into maybe all of that. Junk. Mayor Pete should come off of paternity. Well, here's leave. the thing: Mayor Pete has something to say. He's going to address this. Here's oh, the boy. Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Rail safety is something that uh, uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation ha has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Guys, don't worry about it. Them. There are thousands of these. Well, maybe it's your job to fix that. Why is he? Why is he Secretary of Transportation? I could just see him like dressing in a Superman outfit, like like stopping trains no, as they're sure about to. to. It's about weird. To derail. It's weird because he doesn't do anything, and he's not qualified for this. At all. I mean, he couldn't punch his way out of a wet paper bag at this point. And we expect him to do this. Why? He should be, he should be fired. He should be fired. Um, one quick note. Dave, I want to get to this before we get to the William Thomas story as we begin to wrap uh, the show up. This from CNN. Uh, John Fetterman has checked himself into a hospital to receive treatment for clinical depression. His mm. office noted... Um, he checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center to receive the treatment for clinical depression. On Monday, he was evaluated by the attending physician of the Congress. And yesterday, that doctor recommended inpatient care at Walter Reed. Fetterman agreed, and he is receiving treatment on a voluntary <clears throat> basis. If you remember, John Fetterman was elected in November, beating out Mehmet Oz for the seat. He suffered a stroke last May. He was actually receiving treatment a couple days before this. Uh, dealing with possible uh, medical issues, but I, let's in this moment separate the man from the politics. Absolutely. So, so let's talk about this for a second. If you are a person who deals with depression, who deals with issues where you don't feel you've got the ability to continue on, reach out and ask for help. There are people who are there who want to surround you, who want to walk through that with you. I'm going to say of, of Fetterman here, Senator Fetterman, to recognize, hey, I'm at a place right now where my depression is beyond my capability of being able to manage it. Right. To be able to then reach out for help is the absolute right thing to do. Do not try to make it through 
depression or anxiety or those issues that sit there and completely weigh you down and think that the only option that you have left is to bring yourself to an end. That doesn't solve it. There are professionals who want to work with you. There are resources that are available to you. And the reality is this, folks. You are valuable as an individual, as a person created in the image of God. And there are people who want to support you and stand with you and be there for you and to walk the pathway of life. You do not and should not walk it alone. Reach out. Ask for help. It is okay. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. And I think we can end that story right there. Uh, really quickly, I want to thank the folks over at the Daily Wire, uh, their sports show, Crane and Company, Jake Crane. Uh, they interviewed Riley Gaines, uh, one of the swimmers from the University of Kentucky, um, who was affected by William Thomas racing in the in the women's uh, national race. This tweet thread has been viewed by 3.6 million people. Dave, and you're getting this cold. Uh, Mitch, you pretty oh, much are as well. Okay. well. We remember William Thomas. William Thomas won a national championship in a women's event because we and got ostracized by those people who he, as a man with a male body, swam against women because he couldn't compete well as a man and do any sort of placement in collegiate swimming you know, standings. That sounds unaffirming of you. I don't care anymore. Sexist, I am being absolutely biologically happen? correct. William Thomas yes. has an Instagram account. Oh, dear. It's oh. Leah K. Thomas. Only four posts. I won, I won, I won, I won, I won. Yeah, all of them okay. are, I'm, a tra- I'm, I'm trans, my pronouns are she, her. For any marketing or media inquiries, please contact this person. Are you serious? Penny, there's four posts. Dave, this is not... This this is not the part that's going to get you. <laughs> Having an Instagram account that pushes your own personal did, did views you, is fine. Did you mention the pronouns? To... She, her. Okay. All right. So William also has a burner account. Wait. Leah Leah Timmis. So so his normal account it says Leah Thomas. This one is at Leah Timmis. It's private. So she has to. He has to accept that you follow him. Uh, Pin Swim and Dive 2022. My public Insta is at Leah K. Thomas, but his burner account is Leah Timmis. 18 posts. The content of these posts Will is what uh, I'm going to I'm going to be careful here. In the research, this is from Jake Crane. We found the observant uh, Nicole Waro, who identified multiple Insta- multiple Instagram posts about AGP autogenophilia that Leah Timmis allegedly engaged with. So on William Thomas's burner account, AGP is a male's propensity to be aroused by the thought of himself as a female. Well, this sounds like a, a similar, psychologist dream. Similar, uh, similar images. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the images on the screen because they're inappropriate. Um, a similar image um, is found on the Instagram account of Gwen Weisskopf. William's alleged romantic partner. Gwen, who identifies William as his girlfriend, is also a transgender woman. So they're two men who claim to be women because they're both aroused by the thought of themselves as women. According to a GoFundMe that Gwen posted for his breast augmentation, he's also an unlicensed social worker living in Philadelphia. Unlike, Unlike the private 
William Thomas account, the account of William's alleged romantic partner, Gwen Weisskopf, is open to the public at Astrid Gwen to Joan. And Gwen is uh, a man standing don't in... Don't click on that um, Don't, don't oh, get it, You know what? It completely, we're, we're, it completely no. closed down my, my safari. Thank God. Uh, that may be. It quit that completely is a unexpectedly. Um, standing in front of... Uh, uh, oh, it came right back. Um, this stuff is... It's it's uh, it's rancid. awful. It's it's not good. Um, but this mm. is just to show you that things. I got the I got the thread back. Don't worry. Unfortunately, um, really standing in front of uh, it's a man dressed as a woman. I mean, holding a sword, um, standing in front of uh, yeah, very are, inappropriate yeah, sorry, gear. I, the, the, uh, this isn't going to be on the screen, obviously. Thankfully, but because um, I, it was enough. I'm I, my heart is cold after having looked at the stuff that's on the screen right now. They're a part of a polyamorous pod of four people. Imagine that, um, where they all went to the beach and there are pictures of them kissing each other. Oh. And then, then one of the more shocking things is on July sixteenth of twenty twenty two, Gwen, the man, posted a series of photos with himself and and William with the caption. Uh, notifying that they would be uh, getting some parts removed. And then there's another picture of them holding those parts uh, in a glass jar. Uh, what? Here's the point I'm telling you, folks. Mm. We are rapidly seeing a decreasing uh, and a degeneration of our society. <laughs> yeah. That's normal. We have folks like, remember remember our friend Dylan Mulvaney? Yes. You know, he had facial reconstruction the surgery. The little girl? Well, the, the, the young man who, who that wants with, to be a little girl. Right. Yeah. We're seeing a rapid degeneration of our society. You, and I tell you what, you feel like sometimes after reading this stuff that there's no hope. And then you hear about, as we wrap up the show today, what's going on in Asbury, at Asbury University yeah. yes. in Kentucky. Um, it's captured the attention of the globe. As of February 16th, what were we on? Day 10? I mean, we're, we're on multiple days now of this revival that is taking place at Asbury, Kentucky. And the, and this is the beauty of social media. Right. I'm unable to see this without going to it, but here's what's interesting. Videos of students participating in the nonstop prayer and worship service that began as a chapel service on February 8th and has not stopped since have made their way to social media. At the time of this story's publication on the Cincinnati Inquirer, on February 16th, posts with the hashtag Asbury Revival have generated 34.5 million views on TikTok. NBC reports that students and faculty from 22 schools in Hawaii, Massachusetts, Illinois, Minnesota, Tennessee, Indiana, and others have made the trek to Asbury to join in. Travelers from Canada and Singapore wow. are expected to wow. arrive soon. The service experienced its largest crowd on, two, on Tuesday, February 14th with over 3,000 attendees, two-thirds of which were from outside of the state of Kentucky. The university has said that the revival has expanded to such a big crowd, four additional facilities are having to be used on the campus. Other schools have even started to see their own revivals inspired by what's happening in Wilmore, Kentucky, Lee University in Tennessee, Anderson University in Ohio, <clears throat> and Ohio Christian near Columbus are among schools to have joined the movement. So what wow. we're seeing is a widespread revival here, not the first time in Asbury. A prayer meeting turned into a 63-hour revival in 1958. I had a 144-hour revival in 1970. An annual religious conference turned into a nonstop 127-hour prayer and worship gathering in 92. A four-day revival was held in 2006. We can go as far back as 1905 when a prayer meeting in a men's dorm at Asbury sparked a campus and citywide revival in Kentucky. 
I tell you this to tell you that um, despite the things I read to you from William Thomas's Instagram account, there's hope. And despite the things we've talked about, there is hope. There's hope. There, there is. is hope. And yeah. and it's real and it's authentic. Yeah. And and we have the opportunity to commune daily with our, as Albert Moeller says it, and I heard it a couple times this morning, our creator. And uh, th- that is beautiful. And we are seeing young people, a young generation, begin to take hold of the spiritual reality that is, we, there's something more than this. Mm-hmm. That calls to us. Why do you think these people are wrapped up in the sexual ideation and the gender revolution and all these different things? They're creating because they're their looking, own identity. They're looking for identity. Right. They're looking for identity in something. Perfect identity is found in Christ, and I think we're seeing that yes. at Asbury University. It's beautiful. I think the beauty, the beautiful side of all of this is watching the Spirit of God move. Mm-hmm. I think that we have reached a place where... We've got a generation of people who have said, I'm done with being told I need to be put into a box. Yeah. I'm done with being told, and I'm not trying to get political here, that I've got to hide myself behind a quote-unquote or real mask. Mm-hmm. It is a, a place and a time where when we talk about and you hear these rumblings going on, it's time for a new generation. It's time for new leadership. I think the Spirit of God is at work doing that very thing. I'll tell you, folks, I don't want to get in the way of that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the one criticizing because I've seen people criticize. Well, well, we'll have to see the fruit. I or- love. I love what one of our pastors of the Upstate said. He said, "I refuse to get so wrapped up in authenticating revival there." Uh, revival there, I think he's talking about Asbury, that I miss it here. Y'all go ahead and measure the flames. I just want to be in the fire. And I think we're seeing, um, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. It brings life to your own walk with Christ, and I hope you're experiencing that. Um, And if you aren't, uh, reach out to us. Uh, I'll give you my email, justin at palmettofamily.org. Be glad to talk with you. Um, I'll be gone for a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me, while so, you go gallivants there in the Holy Land, darn Skippy. So, so uh, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Uh, happy opening day of college baseball to those of you who observe, and we look forward to talking with you down the road again. If you want to get tickets to Vision Twenty Four, you can do that. PalmettoFamily.org. Click on the Vision Twenty Four Forum tab, and you can get your tickets today. Get Early bird special has ended, but you but tickets are still available. But they're going quickly, so you want to make sure you get in that room. It's going to be a big day. On March 18th, we'll have big news for you on Monday regarding what that is. You think we should help is. them out for listening this far in the podcast? VF24. Use the promo code VF24 when you go to get your tickets. It'll give you a $5 discount when you buy your tickets today. Well, I like hearing that. Good yeah. thing. I wish I wish I could. I wish I needed to buy them so I could just use the promo code. VF24. And so, until the next time we grace your computer screen, your television screen, your airwaves on Spotify or Apple or Apple Podcasts, we thank you for listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. For Dave Wilson and Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall, who will be very shortly leaving on a jet plane. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great weekend.